you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Football. We are live. It is Monday, March 28th. My name is Rachel Vanetta alongside Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and one of the most electrifying players of all time, two-time Pro Bowler, the X Factor, Dante Hall. Yes, Dante. What up? Oh, I like that. How you feeling? Woo-hoo. Feeling great. Okay, it's time for the lead, lead block. block. Uncensored. Let's head to uh, one of my favorite people, Steve Weish. He is at the 2022 Annual League Meeting in Palm Beach, Florida. Nice assignment, Steve. There's going to be a lot going on down there this week. What should we be looking out for? We're here in an opulent ballroom uh, here at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, where in about 40 minutes, the AFC coaches are going to be speaking to the media. And just real quick as a scene setter, some of the conversation over the week is the fact that for two years, these owners, coaches, and general managers and executives hadn't been able to meet in person. So the fact that we are now meeting in person has really added a different take onto these meetings. Now, again, we're going to hear the AFC coaches this morning, the NFC coaches tomorrow morning, and there's also a lot of league business being handled behind the scenes in a couple initiatives that are being discussed and a couple things being discussed. First off, the overtime discussion. There seems to be a lot of momentum. That's the term being used that there will be a tweak to the current overtime rules as to where both teams will be getting possession in overtime. Now, will it be the proposal where also if you score, you have to go for two points? Will this be something that'll be in the regular season and the postseason, postseason only? That's still being worked out. But again, there's a lot of thought that there's going to be some tweak to the overtime rules. Also, a big push that's being driven by the league are the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. I'm being told that later on today that there will be an announcement that a six-person outside panel from the legal employment and football fields will be consulting with the NFL to talk about its hiring practices 
to increase diversity from everything to coaches to the front offices with the clubs and the league office overall. So again, a lot of league business, not a lot of major issues other than the overtime and the DE&I issues. But of course, again, all the offseason move, player movement that we've seen, that's about to be discussed by the coaches from the AFC who benefited by the overflow of talent into their conference. Thank you, Steve. We're going to hear from just about every coach and general manager this week in Palm Beach, starting with the AFC, roughly 40 minutes from now. So, question to you guys. What are you looking mm. to hear from the podium this week? Who you want to see? What do you want to hear? Podium is kind of used subjectively because, in this case, it could be grabbing a guy at the pool and getting a comment <laughs> from him. It could be grabbing a guy at the hotel bar. And a lot of the moves, I've done the league meetings for years. It's the first time I haven't been there in about a decade. Is These owners and these coaches, GMs, are just trying to walk through the hallway and like uh, uh, the media hounds will get you and be like, hey, we'll give you one second here. Just give me one recorder. second. One second. <laughs> yeah. That's where you're going to see a lot of footage over the next couple days and I think it's great that we're doing it in person again and I want to hear from the Jets brass. I want to hear the Jets brass because I don't think Jets fans like being this perennial bridesmaid and every star player that is eventually going to a new team. You heard that last week. It was Jets or Dolphins for Tyreek Hill. Then Tyreek Hill chooses the Dolphins and then gets on the podium and his press conference and he's like, I was never going to the Jets? Like, I was a Dolphin all along. <laughs> and I could tell you the Jets, they inquired on Chandler Jones, but then it was basically, hey, Chandler Jones can't go to the Jets. He's got to go to a contender. He's got to go to the Raiders. At some point, there is a bit of that New York, New Jersey energy. And Dante, you live in New Jersey now. Rachel, you're visiting New York. Kyle, you live in New York, where it's like, what are we about? Like, mm. what, when do we get our say? And I want to see Joe Douglas and Robert Sala this week and be like, the Jets should be a destination you want to play for. And here is why. And here is what we provide. And here is what we're going to be building. Because this whole deal of like, Jets were in it, but at the last second, the player chose something else. Like, that's not acceptable. I don't think it's oh. what Jets fans want to hear. Honestly, I think they might have dodged one here with the Tyreek Hill thing. I don't <laughs> think really? Tyreek Hill was going to be, the, you know, turning the Jets into Super Bowl. Like, Tyreek Hill, go to Miami, go with those guys, figure it out. Like, I don't know if Tyree Kill is what the Jets need right now in 2022. I think they'd rather have all these draft picks. I want to hear from the Jets, Brass. I want to hear from Robert Sal, who didn't go to the combine. Mm -hmm. I want to hear from Joe Douglas. And I want to hear that, like, hey, yeah, we actually were very aggressive. Those players didn't come here, but don't worry. We've got a plan in place because I look at the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins, mm -hmm. and all three of those teams are teams that I don't want to face next year. The Jets, I'm okay, okay facing the Jets right now. I'm okay <laughs> facing the Jets right now. And that's, that's fine. That's what Pretty I want to hear. And, and Joe Douglas, not a big media guy. Let's see who grabs him and what we hear from him if he does do media availability. I didn't like that Tyree got up there and seemed to make a little crack about it. did, him, right? right? Robert Sala, keep my team out of <gasps> your mouth. <laughs> keep my team out of your mouth. Here we go. There's a lot of that going on, but I'm going to keep it in New York. I want to I hear from the whole <laughs> NFC East. All three teams in the NFC East, New York, Philly, and Washington, especially the Giants, get us fired up about Daniel Jones. Because apparently you are. They keep saying he's the man, he's the man. No fifth-year option, none of that. But we love him. We love Daniel. All right, you do. Also, while you're at it, I didn't think it was going to come to this. Get us fired up about Saquon. Because I feel like I haven't seen him since 2019. Yeah. Could you get us fired up? You know what I'm going to say to Washington? Get us fired up about Carson Wentz. You wanted, you got him early. And there was this feeling like you were so worried you weren't going to have a chair. You just grabbed the first chair available. All these quarterbacks out there and Mariota and Jameis and all these. Wentz, immediately, immediately. Also, how's the commander's name sitting with you? I'm having a hard time adjusting. Commanders, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I I, like it's not rolling off the tongue yet at all. And then lastly, Philadelphia. Get us fired up about Jalen Hurts. Uh, you got a lot of draft capital. Jalen Hurts was good last year. He was in the playoffs. And then the Tampa Bay thing just kind of disappeared. So those three teams, the, all three teams, the NFC East, I would like to hear You from. did not mention okay. the Dallas Cowboys. I don't refer to that team. <laughs> oh, 
You don't speak of no, a... No, I'm on something of a, of a content strike about the Dallas oh. Cowboys. I have to do my... Okay. I have to stand for something. Would you call it a cleanse? Uh, yeah, I would call it a cleanse for the rest of my life. They've won three <laughs> playoff games in 25 years. We talk about them too oh. much. So there are three teams in the NFC East I'd like to hear from. Dante, who do you want to hear from? I don't prefer <laughs> well, that team. Well, I'm not as fired up as this you guys are. This is a spicy are. show so right? far. Right? These guys are fired up. <laughs> but I am interested in what Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals are doing. Here's okay. why. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. I'm a Texas kid myself, so I've been following this kid since right. his days in Texas. And they have been so quiet. They have built the Arizona organization over the past three seasons. Yeah. They've done a great job. They've made it to the playoffs. They started out red hot last year going 7-0. and And then all of a sudden, they went 2-6. and Kyler Murray is deleting Arizona propaganda off, uh-huh. of, his, off of his Instagram. Now, he says this is just what kids do, yeah. which is true. But they do it for a reason. Mm. And I'm sure he wants a new contract. And Steve Kahn, you don't want to end up like the Dallas Cowboys ended up in the situation with Dak Prescott. Okay. You make pay now. Get him under wraps now because you're going to have to pay more later. And with your team, you've lost Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to replace him? You've lost Kristen Kirk. Who's going to compliment DeAndre Hopkins? You've had so many guys that are available in this draft. Stephon Gilmore is available. You need to sure up your back end of your defense. Kales Campbell, who started his career yeah. in Arizona, bring him back to sure up that interior defensive line. I'm just looking at this, uh, the Arizona Cardinals like, what are we doing? We're not wrapping up our quarterback mm-hmm. long term. We're not making any moves as far as replacing top talent that has left your program. What are we doing, Arizona Cardinals? Mm. Mm. I like that he said that that's just what kids do. I feel like he's used a good word there, kids. Really um, has, yeah. Kids also lie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want to see. I want to see John Lynch. I want to see Kyle Shanahan. I want to hear from the 49ers. What are you doing with Jimmy G? What is happening? We man. need to know now. I feel like we got used to a little bit of an off-season chaos, and I'm addicted. <laughs> I need more. Are you going to put Jimmy G's name in your mouth or not? <laughs> Tell me what is going on with this guy. Now they're talking about are they going to cut him because he just had shoulder surgery. He's missed 25 games in the last four years because of different injuries. Torn his ACL in 2018. 10 games out in 2020 because of an ankle injury. He missed a few games this past season. And then on the flip side, they almost went to their second Super Bowl with Jimmy G as quarterback. What are you doing mm. with this man? Mm-hmm. I need to know. Also, <laughs> Kyle Shannon, everything that he says in a press conference say, is always interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's going to come out of that, and uh, I can't wait. Peace Riggs is the up. Jimmy Garoppolo hype man. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you say to that? Here's the deal. I, I love Jimmy G. Yeah, everyone do. does, yeah, and, really and, like and here's what it was. The carousel's going, and now it's kind of stopped with yeah. the quarterbacks, and then most Are you going to get rid of him? Are you going to cut him? And so I, here's the deal with him. He's making $25 million next year. <laughs> he can't throw till July, and I don't think there was this great groundswell of action for the 49ers. And I don't think they want to sell them 30 cents on the dollar, so I think they're going to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And if they think that there's a suitor that could trade a day two draft pick, or maybe multiple day two draft picks, they'll do it. But they need someone to want to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he would have been traded if one of these teams, the Colts, mm-hmm. the Panthers, mm-hmm. the Eagles, whoever it was, came out and offered them something. I'm not sure that offer ever came through. Hey, welcome back to Good Morning Football. It's here from Kevin Stefanski, head coach of yeah. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we were briefed. We talked through the different proposals that there are. We'll uh, vote on them tomorrow. I think it's an interesting one, and, and I think I can see value to both sides of the coin there, no pun intended. But I, I think it's something that the competition committee worked really hard to understand the results of, of either one of those 
proposal should they pass. So for our fans, more football is, is typically better. Uh, no, I don't think there was debate, but I think the competition committee was clear that they spent a lot of time talking through the advantages and disadvantages of both proposals and, and keeping the rules as they are. Yeah, Mary Kay, haven't been able to talk to a lot of guys just because we're not together yet, but certainly uh, text messages and, and making sure that they have his contact information and they can start to reach out to each other. But uh, as you can imagine, our guys are very welcoming. Yeah, we really value that backup quarterback position. Uh, I certainly do. I know Andrew does. Uh, it's an important role. That person has to be ready to get in there and, and win you a ball game at a moment's notice. Uh, so having a guy like Jacoby who's been through it, who's started a lot of football games, uh, really a smart young man, and uh, just getting to know him when we brought him in uh, and throughout the process, I think we got a really good one there. Yeah, I texted Coach McDermott right when, when that trade was official. I think you're getting a, a pro's pro. Case has been through a ton of different battles. He's been the starter. He's been the backup. He's fought for everything he's gotten. I'm really rooting for him uh, up there in Buffalo. Yeah, very excited to add Amari. Uh, I think the first thing you notice when you meet Amari is just how, how physically, how big he is and, and how imposing he can be. And, and you see that in his play. He's physical at, with the ball in his hands. He can snap open versus man coverage. Uh, he's been a productive player in, in his career. He, he's made a lot of plays, uh, someone that we're going to be counting on. Uh, really excited to get to work with him. Whatever you denote those guys, uh, we, we don't really spend too much time worrying about that, but he's definitely somebody that we can count on uh, in those big moments, third down, red zone, when you need somebody to come up with a play. Yeah, I think we'll see. Uh, I think everybody understands the situation, uh, and we're hoping that there's closure to it uh, at some point. Uh, I understand that there's several dynamics at play there, but uh, I don't have much to add on that, Charles. Yeah, again, I, I think it's a unique situation. Got to see how it plays out. I know all of us, would you'd love an answer yesterday, uh, but that's not the reality of it. Yeah, that's a good question, Zach, and it's something that we've already started looking at and working uh, as a staff on. Uh, I think I mentioned it the other day, that there's uh, probably more similarities than differences. It's just a matter maybe of frequency and volume, if you will. Uh, so there's things that Deshaun has done in his career that, that we are have done in the last couple of years that he'll be very comfortable with. There's a few other things that maybe we haven't featured that we want to do more of now that uh, Deshaun is our quarterback and, and really match what we're doing to his skill set. I, I think it remains to be seen, Nate. I, I do think that's our job as coaches year in and year out. As your roster evolves, you better evolve. Uh, you know, if you have different running backs, different wide receivers, so certainly when you're talking about the quarterback position, you better do what that player does best. And that's what we want to do, ultimately. Uh, had a lot of really good conversations with Deshaun from a football perspective with the coaches. I, I think we have a good plan moving forward, but that'll be an evolution. I, I mean that, that'll be an evolution over the, over the weeks, months. You, you know, it's funny, you could call it whatever you want. You know, ultimately, we want to run the 2022 Cleveland Browns offense and, and whatever elements that has in it, Nate, uh, we, we hope that we have enough in our offense where we can pivot week to week to certain elements. Uh, but to say that we're going to wholesale change everything, uh, we'll see. Yeah, a portion of our visit there was on football and uh, really wanted to get a feel for 
the person, obviously, uh, in that meeting. But in terms of when we talked football, it was, it was really showing him who was on our roster, who we have, certain schematics that we've featured previously, and then really going through the tape with what he had done and showing him some of the things that he's done that we're looking to implement as well. Okay, that was Kevin Stefanski, obviously talking about the Browns in this mm -hmm. coming season. We're at the annual meetings in Palm Beach. We're going to be hearing about a lot of AFC teams, Browns this year. What are your... They're talking football with Deshaun Watson. I feel like Stefanski there is now the face of this decision. Yeah. And Kevin is a longtime NFL football coach, and I assure you that he had input on the decision to go and do this. But, like, this is now the bed they made where it's not only going to be football questions, there's going to be questions to Kevin Stefanski the rest of this season about Deshaun Watson and the stuff that's going on the field, but certainly off the field. And he's going to have to be comfortable with standing up there and answering all questions. And Because that's a lot of media markets where it might be a little different. Cleveland's not one of those soft media markets. Mm -hmm. you know, Mary Kay Cabot's going to ask you mm -hmm. the questions. Tony Grossi's going to ask you the questions. So I think Kevin would much rather speak about Case Keenum and his future in Buffalo, as they were talking about. I think there's going to be a lot of more questions about Deshaun Watson. There needs to be a comfort level there. And in that segment, live TV, it wasn't as much about the off-the-field than the on-the-field. And he obviously feels more comfortable mm -hmm. talking the on-the-field because for all of us, the off-the-field is just this hovering cloud or something that well, needs to be addressed every single me, time we talk Browns. Let me ask you this. I feel like being a Cleveland Browns fan the past few years, yeah. especially last year and towards the end of the year, there was so much talk about the drama going on in the locker room. Like, that was the cloud hanging over the Browns. I can't imagine that that's going to go away. Kevin Stefanski says we're hoping there's closure to this at some point. I mean, how does that play out the rest of the season? I do think that this is going to be a stain. I don't know how long it's going to last, but that is going to be something that, like, what's the vibe in the locker room right now? We have no idea. Yeah, the closure thing is, is naive, I think, at best. I think he was he might have been referring to Baker, though. We couldn't hear the question. That is think, true, but I thought that he was about talking Baker. about that. Yeah. Yeah. The quote aside from Stefanski, it's still there's this idea we did a Friday afternoon press conference and said our answers, and now we'll just concentrate on football. It's going to come up week after week after week, and then, you know, these women will potentially talk, and it's just going to be more and more and more. Dante, can you can you take us into the locker room? You're a new teammate of Deshaun Watson. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, you're definitely, like, going to feel that cloud over your head. And you're talking about Kevin Stefanski being asked questions. I guarantee you his teammates are going to be asked questions mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to deal with that. But at the end of the day, Go let's on. just be honest. If he comes in and does what Deshaun Watson does, it'll probably, after one or two years, especially if they start to win, it'll go away. They have a teammate on their uh, roster already, Kareem Hunt, mm -hmm. who dealt yeah. with something. Maybe yeah. not as, as greasy as this, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. winning cures all, unfortunately, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an interesting year, that is for sure. All right, coming up, we'll have more of the latest from the 2022 NFL League meetings. Plus, we are going to check in on some fan bases to see how they're doing in this wild what is season. What Shush. is that? What are we looking at? Oh, is somebody shushing? Someone's shushing. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, time to wake up. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live. It is Monday, March 28th. My name is Rachel Vanetta alongside Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and one of the most electrifying players of all time, two-time Pro Bowler, the X Factor, baby, Dante Hall. What's up, D. Hall? What's going on? How Let's you do that. Let's Rachel? just do that. There you go. You did like that the first time. Can we have an entire block? Like, we just need to get this out, guys. We need to talk about what happened last night. Uh, time for the lead, lead block. block. We are going to be following the annual league meeting all morning long here on NFL Network. Hopefully we get some juicy details out of these coaches. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have had a busy offseason, including adding new head coach Mike McDaniel along with receiver Tyreek Hill. Here is what McDaniel had to say about his quarterback room, Tyreek Hill, and the overall development process. Let's take a listen. You guys remember around the combine, I was describing what what I thought Tua really needed in support of, with a backup quarterback. Unbeknownst to you guys, I was quite literally describing Teddy Bridgewater at the time, just not using his name. So both players have been explicitly explained their roles and expectations, and for that room to be their best, um, they need to know that. I feel very confident about the players that we have at the offensive line position. I know Teron's going to be the left tackle for sure, but it wouldn't be fair to the process or the players to to try to outline exactly who's going to be where um, moving forward, only because just off the top of my head, there's about four players, whether we got them in the in the draft in the last couple of years or in free agency this year, that one of their strengths are versatility. And we are doing a new scheme that highlights different attributes of a player's performance. I'm really excited about what Tyreek can do um, on the field, but even even more than that, I think he has an opportunity that he's really excited about to develop the room as a player and lead. There's a lot of youth on our team, and he has a lot of outstanding experience, and, and really trying to just start next week, get him in the door, have him learn our language, and then you know, utilize his vast array of skill sets in a multitude of ways. But you got to start with a foundation, much like building a house. We're building a football team, and we got to start with how to line up and uh, what cadences are and um, how to come off the ball and utilize every single asset that he has in his body. Yeah, I got to build that foundation and pretty good start here. 
Tua, Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds. Miami has been a big player this offseason. So with exactly one month until the 2022 NFL draft, where do the Dolphins stack up in the AFC right now? It's mm-hmm. interesting right now because I actually think that one of the winners coming off of last night's Academy Awards is Tua Tagovailoa, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Because for the past week, it's been nothing but Tua jokes and Tua memes and Tua can't throw deep and Tua can't do this. I've seen a lot of them. Some of them are really well done. Now, they're not being made anymore because it's all about those two guys last night. But the joke is that you got all these fast guys and you have a quarterback who can't throw more than 15 yards downfield. Let's start with the objective stats. There's the numbers. This is the rankings of guys and yards per attempt at quarterbacks. So that's it. Lowest deep attempt rate, meaning you know you throw it downfield 20 yards. Garoppolo is the lowest. Mm-hmm. Two is the second lowest. And that's since 2020. It's fascinating that both those guys either just did or will be running the Mike McDaniel offense. So Jimmy is the worst in the league, or just say lowest. And he's winning playoff games, and he's succeeding, and they did it. Now you take Tua, a guy who's a better athlete who can move around more. The question becomes, doesn't throw deep or can't throw deep? Because I'm starting to come to the other side. Oh, uh, you brought receipts. That it's not. Here we go. So this is with the 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 Crimson Tide. All we have is a cut-up of deep passes. Now, maybe they're playing against Southwest. Who cares? And the guys are 50 yards open. But here is your Miami Dolphins quarterback chucking it downfield in stride. The jokes are there, guys. They're going to keep going. And the first time that Tyreek runs deep and it's a slightly underthrown, it's going to be a put in Bridgewater, put in Bridgewater. I don't know. This looks pretty good. And I'm not just piling on the low-hanging fruit. Even though Dante Hall, I'm, I'm going to describe it as scrunching up his face at this video. Yeah, I'm Dante, get in here. Not I'm looking it? at your highlights. Every single one was from the 30 going in. <laughs> That's not really going down. You need field. the opposite 30? I'm, exactly. Okay, so you need the full-on Patrick Mahomes experience for this thing to He's work. He's spoiled. He's a Chiefs guy. <laughs> yeah, wow. But listen, I, I'm not going to say that Tua Tagovailoa can only throw it five yards on field. I think it's it's cheap, easy, and maybe naive. I don't know if he's been asked to. Do we have a whole cut-up of, of Tua trying to throw deep over the last year and not being able to? Because until we do, I still think that Mike McDaniel is too smart and too experienced to not make this thing work. I'm with you on can he or don't they? That's the question. You had me there, but once you threw the highlights, the receipts, I wasn't buying. You didn't I'm like not, those receipts. I didn't like those receipts. You're not accept the return. On, no. Because I was a big tour fan as well in, when he was at Alabama. When he stepped mm-hmm. in for Jalen Hurts, I was like, wow, I can see why you've replaced Jalen Hurts. Sir. But I haven't seen that at this particular level, at the NFL level. And those highlights, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, maybe he can convince me. Otherwise, do you couldn't do it. Well, I'm not saying he's Randall Cunningham, but I'm saying like <laughs> I, I also don't think he's, he's going to be five yards and out. I think it's going to work. I do. Okay. What do you say on the Dolphins? So, for me, obviously everyone wants to talk about Tua and the new shiny tools that he's going to be throwing to, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. But for me, for the Miami Dolphins to get where they want to get to, it's still going to be about the defense. I remember the St. Louis Rams in 1999, the greatest show on turf. You know how they won that Super Bowl? Tackle at the end. Exactly. With defense. They won it. They won the NFC Championship game. So for me, I understand in the offseason we're talking about all the shiny new tools. But for me, can that defense remain as potent as it was last year under Brian Flores? We're going to talk Tyree Hill and Mm -hmm. all of that. But Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be about the defense if Miami wants to get to where they want to go. I spoke to Mike for a while when he first got the job. McDaniel, he saw talking, and he said, you know, we're going to try to bring back the defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer, who he had no relationship with. But he's like, the defense is good. I'm not messing with the defense. Mm-hmm. thought that was a really interesting move to not be like, I'm bringing in my guys, and we're going to re-. It's like, no, their defense was really good last year. We're going to keep their defensive coordinator, and we're going to build around that, which is what they've done. Gosh, they've got a lot of weapons. They do. And I look at this list of just the wide receivers that are currently on the roster, and it's like, Cedric Wilson was good last year. Cowboys, he's dead. Number one, he was good. 
You look at Devontae Parker, what he's done, he's already made a huge contract in this league. I would ignore the numbers for Devontae Parker and remember that three years ago, he was one of the top 10 guys in the league and now you've got, well, and I think it does come down to not only Tua, but comes down to this coach. You know, we watch him again, like I find it catnip almost, like watching him speak. He's got this weird cadence. It is very soothing. The words, he's using the word multitude and fast, and he's talking about building a house and there's analogies. And when I was at the combine with him, I mean, that's gonna be stuff that's gonna follow my career forever because of how quirky our interview was and how funny he was. And yet I feel like this guy could be a mad genius when it comes Mm. to unlocking things and going through his career. And I've said this before on this show. Now, he wasn't the only coach on the staff because in a lot of cases. Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. was there and Matt LaFleur was there, but Robert Griffin III comes in as a rookie. They built the offense around him. He wins NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year over Andrew Luck. They go to Atlanta. Matt Ryan has always been a good quarterback. They win an MVP together, and Mike McDaniel's very prominent in in that coaching room. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, who has limitations physically, they still find a way to get the very most out of Jimmy. What he said at the Combine to me was, we believe Tua has un- tapped potential, mm-hmm. untapped potential. And every quarterback, going back to Matt Schaub, going back to Nick Mullins, whoever you want, that Mike McDaniel has worked with, they have unleashed that potential and they've had their best years of their career with him. So I don't know if Tua can throw the ball 50 yards, but I do know mm. we're going to get the best version of Tua I love that. under Mike McDaniel. Can we ask you, Peter, you were away last week. You're, you were, what are they called? Strawberry Fields you were drinking? That's what I was drinking. Okay. <laughs> Muddled with strawberry. Good for you. Muddled, yeah. We didn't uh, get the pleasure of your Tyreek reaction. What's your take on Tyreek to the Dolphins? shocked. I was Shocked. Shocked? I am actually really fascinated to see how they use him differently than Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes' arm is so lethal Uh and is so big, and so much of what they did was using Tyreek in the deep game. I don't know if Tua can do that stuff, so how else Mm. can you use Tyreek underneath and get him involved? I think it's a major loss for the Chiefs, and I'm not sure he's the same player with the Dolphins Mm. with Tua and not Mahomes, a quarterback. And that's not a challenge to Tyreek's skills. Mm. It's just we're dealing with a very different type of quarterback for his skill set, which is purely... Speed first and everything else. And a different system. Mm -hmm. Different system. Mm -hmm. There are some exciting new pieces in Vegas from Josh McDaniels to Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. to Chandler Jones. Are we considering the Raiders a legitimate contender in the AFC right now? You know, the morning after the Devontae Adams trade, I was like, yep, the Raiders are back. Yep, here we go. music on and did the whole thing. And then, (laughs) you know, the dust settles and you're like, all right, are they going to win a Super Bowl because of Devontae Adams? They might. Oh. They might. Like oh. they, they've got a new coaching staff, which is always interesting. You get a fresh new perspective. You get fresh new blood. And Josh McDaniels has waited for the right opportunity, and he jumped at this one. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. Derek Carr has long been a very good NFL quarterback. He has no excuses now. He's got the receiver that he's always dreamed to have on the outside, as well as Hunter Renfro on the inside, who I think is going to have a huge year as Devontae Adams is number two, and then you add in Waller. I mean, you can just name names. The pieces seem to all be there. The pieces are there, and that's all you can ask for. So if you want to go on paper right now, yeah, the Raiders are contenders in the AFC. The Chiefs, I think, took a major hit losing Tyreek Hill, and yeah, they'll rebuild for the future with draft picks, but nobody's Tyreek Hill um, that they're drafting this year. And then I look around, and it's like everyone loaded up, and everyone loaded up. Could they very easily be the fourth-place team in the AFC West this year? Yes, yes, that could happen. We've seen Raiders spend a lot of money in the offseason and fall on their faces for years and decades, really. But could they be first place, too? Sure. I mean, it's... March. They just added the best wide receiver in football, and Chandler Jones was maybe the top defensive free agent in all of football, and they added him too. Yeah, they're contenders in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in March. I can't believe the words I'm about to let out of my mouth. The Raiders are absolutely contending. Oh, I mean, we talked about a cloud being over the Cleveland Browns organization Uh last year. Remember what happened to the Raiders organization last year? And what did they do with that cloud? They made it to the playoffs. playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
through that. With an interim head coach. With an interim head coach. Yeah. And they had a legitimate chance to beat the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. They went to Cincinnati and had a chance yeah. to win that game. So with the additions of Devontae Adams, I agree, best receiver in the, in the league. You add Chandler Jones to already decent defense. Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, throw in Dan Waller, who I think is a stud. I'm looking at these guys, and I agree with everything you said. They could be fourth place, or they could be first place. I think it's going to come down to injuries. It's going to come down to can this new coaching staff mess with what they already have in place. But the Raiders are absolutely contenders. They're a bit scary. They are. And I think the answer to this question, are they contenders, is they better be. Because what's missing here? Mm. Like, this this is how this league works. You get your pass rushers and your weapons and your coach and your quarterback. There's nothing missing. So it's kind of like a if not now when. The problem is, and the reason why the, interest, the, the question is interesting, is the damn division and all the quarterbacks, and not just the division. We're not talking about the West with this question. Mm-hmm. We're talking about are they going to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. Bowl tamale. You know, and I, I think when we look at the West, Peter, I have to go back to you again because, again, you were gone last week, but, like, I bounced around with this thing about how much is Tyreek leaving going to hurt the Chiefs. And initially I was saying, there's no Tyreek, no one can do what he does. But I'm kind of doubling back now, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying, it's Mahomes. There's going to be a lot of guys in his career who come and go. And they're in the Kelsey era now. Kelsey's going to be gone. The Tyreek, there's going to be new guys. And we're going to look back. I remember early in his career when he had Tyreek, he was different. It's like, you know, he's still in the Rodgers with Greg Jennings type era yeah. of his career. <laughs> I've come to the place now where I'm like, that's the dude. They'll put weapons around him. They'll find a way. I I don't think it's going to be a big drop-off with Tyreek, and I think that hurts the Raiders. It's interesting. I, I can't say that the Chiefs aren't the favorites right now, even with the right? loss of Tyreek Hill. Pick one team in the West. You, you pick the Chiefs, probably. Probably. In March. Broncos. The Broncos are a, the a Broncos, lot of unknown. Ooh. The Broncos haven't made the playoffs since Peyton Manning. What is that team even going to look like this year? It's sure, it's Russell Wilson, and I'm not knocking any of these guys because they could very easily Chargers win. loaded, too. Chargers loaded, too. So <laughs> Love Justin Herbert. You know, but the Chargers are always loaded. Come on. That's like, true. For 20 years, they've been loaded. You're, you're, and you're not wrong. They dropped the ball every year. So I'm looking at the Broncos. That defense that they had last year. You like it. Everyone, were we not all saying last year, they just need a quarterback. Mm. They have the receivers. They got one. They have a great defense. Now it's Vic Fangio's defense. Exactly. He's not there anymore. They've got a new guy. And that's like, there's always changes. So it's fun for our show to talk about who's the favorite in March and who's the, like, the AFC West, you could stack them one to four, and I can't knock anyone. If you say, this team's one, this team's two, this Mm. team's three, this team's four. It's going to be... Just don't screw it up, Josh McDaniels. There is something to that. Don't mess this up. Don't mess it up. It should be a sign we put up. We've seen this movie before. Doctor is in. Peter is going to calm the minds of some fans of certain NFL teams who need it most right after the break. Is that right? Celebrities come to me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Steve Weish. Look at Steve. <laughs> Annual League meeting in Palm Beach, Florida. Steve, there's going to be a lot going on down there this week. What should we be looking out for? Well, we just visited the AFC coaches uh, addressing the media. All the coaches were in this hallway. A little difficult to hear what everybody was saying, but, you know, I shouted up to a couple of them, and one of them was new Raiders coach Josh McDaniels, and he was talking about Derek Carr, the quarterback, his possible extension. He said they're still talking, but he's hopeful they can find a sweet spot to get something done before the season. Now, you also talked about the trade and acquiring wide receiver Devontae Adams and the relationship that he had with Derek Carr going back to college. And he said that had nothing to do with them adding one of the most explosive wide receivers to their roster. And he said all this talent that they've acquired, remember they got Chandler Jones as well. He said it's an idea right now on paper. They're hoping they can make it into something real once the season starts. We know how tough that AFC West is going to be. Some bigger league issues at Matters. The discussion on overtime, that continues. And I keep hearing that there's going to be some tweaks to the current overtime rule again most of them leaning towards both teams getting a possession in overtime but will that be regular season and postseason postseason only would it include the, the proposal for a two-point conversion or would again it just be to see who wins after the two possessions Ravens coach John Harbaugh said you know they're not really huge fans about extending the game and putting more plays on players bodies like an additional possession could do in overtime but they'll see how that goes remember Harbaugh half his team was decimated by injuries guys we could also have an update later today on a proposal for a new stadium of the Buffalo Bills that could be coming down and also some new uh, diversity initiatives that could be coming down from the league. We know Commissioner Roger Goodell, he really wants to increase diversity in head coaching hires, but also through the club levels and the league office levels. So a few things developing, not huge news yet. No. <laughs> I like that Steve says yet, as if he may maybe He's knows something. something. Well, we don't know. All right, Steve, appreciate you, friend. We'll see you in a little bit. Uh, it has been a busy morning at annual league meetings. We've heard from a handful of coaches so far, including new Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett on Russell Wilson. Let's ride. And both Zach Taylor and Andy Reid on their team's offseason so far. Let's take a listen. Well, once he gets here, that'll be in April. So that's when we'll be able to talk football. So up to this point, he obviously is part of the team. And then uh, we talk, just getting to know each other. I think that this game's very, very important for relationships. Just ours, especially because it's such a high-pressure situation. Getting to know each other, understanding how he works, how I work. We want to be sure that the two of us are on the same page. And so I think that right now it's just about relationships. And then as we get to that April 11th mark, now we can start diving into the system as much as we can. Yeah, we, we focus on things that were going to make us better and make us competitive to allow ourselves to, to be in a position to try to make a similar run that we made this year. Try not to concern ourselves with what other teams do. For us, we've put in a lot of work to build our foundation, develop our chemistry, find players that work well with each other. You know, we're excited to go out and play some really competitive teams this year. 
we did try to sign Tyreek at a certain cost. Uh, once it gets past that, now you can see what we're doing here with uh, the players we brought in, and we feel they're very good football players. We'll see. I mean, the end result is going to be what takes place during the season, but Brett's building this thing back to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Okay, what is the biggest question mark in the entire AFC right now? There's a lot of question marks. So for me, it is the Kansas City Chiefs offense. All right. Obviously, with the departure of Tyreek Hill, what is that offense going to look like? Now, are you going to try to resemble the same things you've done in years past? Or are you going to be like the New England Patriots, continuously evolving? If you think about the Patriots, right, in the early years of Tom Brady, it was about a good, solid run game, defense. Then they went out and got a Tyreek Hill and Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. Then it was all about going downfield. Then they evolved again. It was about dinking and dunking and a two-tight end system. Do the Chiefs evolve and become a different offense? Less explosive, more about possession and moving the chains? Or do they continue with the addition of Juju and Scantlin to try to continue to do what they did with Tyreek? I'm going to go to another team that finished the season not how they started and a team that wanted to go further, but it was because of injury. I think the Baltimore Ravens are fascinating right now, and it's a lot of stuff that's off the field, not on the field, and that Lamar Jackson still doesn't have a deal. Doesn't have an extension. We're now in year five of this deal, and you look around the league, Josh Allen got his big money, same draft class last year. You know, Baker, we already know he's not getting his. Josh Rosen, long, is not getting his. And then, of course, Sam Darnold's not getting his, and that was like the draft class. It was these five quarterbacks, and Lamar was 32nd overall, first round pick. It's his draft on and on and on. Can they really go to another season with Lamar Jackson not under a contract and playing on his rookie deal? It's his fifth final year of the contract here. And John Harbaugh just spoke to reporters like, I'm confident it's going to get done. But I would put Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Baltimore Ravens, I would put him up against any of the NFL's general managers. You're ranking him 1-32. to He's in the conversation as the best. And, like, for them to be playing this game of a little bit of chicken but also a little game of, like, cat and mouse where they're like, we'd love to do the deal with Lamar. It hasn't happened yet. They're putting it out there that they want Lamar Jackson long term. So what does that mean? Is there a certain dollar that isn't enough for him right now? Or is it that they're not willing to go to that next level for the money? Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Mm -hmm. He's the face of the franchise. They've built Mm -hmm. their entire roster, not only the offense, around him. Like, there has to be a number that makes sense. And then complicating things even more, Lamar's not a guy of many words. Mm -hmm. He isn't represented by Tom Condon or a Drew Rosenhaus or or Joel Siegel. He does his own business. Wow. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a contract yet. Well, that could be the alternative of it. He's never had his own agent, right? He's just and he and his mother work on it together. And it's like, what a fascinating situation. You've got one of the league's stars. And everyone is making bonanza of money right now, whether it be Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, or any of these quarterbacks. Lamar's going to make like $4 million. And I know that's a lot to us at home and here at the table. Like, $4 million sounds great. But when you're talking about Kirk Cousins making yeah. $35 million and $40 million, yeah, right. and Lamar is making one-tenth of that, something's up. In the meantime, fascinated by the Bengals and the AFC. I, I always love this time of year talking about the team that lost the Super Bowl because everyone just kind of assumes, oh, they're great, they'll be back, they'll be back, they'll pick it right up where they left off. And it just usually doesn't go that way. I'm fascinated to see how the Bengals come out next year when everyone knows what time it is. They know all about that guy. They know how good he is. They know how he dresses. They know all... Jamar Chase not sneaking up on anybody, even in the division in the AFC. And every year you will find teams pick the losing Super Bowl team to waltz right through their division, maybe right to the conference championship, and God, it is hard. And and you want to talk about teams that lose the Super Bowl. You know how rare it is to actually get back the next year? It almost is unprecedented. There is an almost certainty that they won't. The Patriots are the last team to do it, but they're kind of an exception because it's the Brady-Belichick factor. Out loud. And then you go back to the Bills teams who just got there every year, and then after the Bills, you're in the 80s and the 70s. 
So that is not a coincidence. That is not an anomaly. That speaks to so many things. Exactly. Losing your players, having bad injuries. 25-year gap between the cars. Five years. So maybe the Bengals do it. Probably they don't because they're so cool and they're so young and they're so brash and I love all of that. Do they care about what I just showed? Do they care and they hate it and they take that as their method and their, their slogan for the year that we're going to stop that streak? Because when you pick the AFC teams next year, it's not just this waltz for the team. And the muscle memory lets you, yeah, the Bengals are fine. I saw them. Chase is great. Tough. Uh, I want to talk about the Colts. By the way, AFC North PS just has a gigantic question mark on it. They are the most confusing, absolutely. But the Colts are very fascinating to me. Last season, they had so much potential. Jonathan Taylor, oh my gosh. What a talented stud of a football player. And then they lose their last two games, the last one against the Jags. They miss out. They could have made it into the playoffs twice, and they blew both of those opportunities. <laughs> it was broadcasted on live television, not just the game, but behind the scenes on Hard Knocks. We saw everything yep. go down. They got rid of Carson Wentz, who was supposed to be their guy, reunited with Frank Reich. That didn't work. They got Matt Ryan, and I heard there's some takes about that on this show. Sure. Does he have anything left in the tank? Uh, Frank Reich said... Um, he actually told Tom Pelissero, I think everyone saw from the outside that this is a good fit. Like, people can universally agree. You got a guy who's still playing at a high level with a team and roster that is built to make some noise. We needed each other. Mm-hmm. There he goes, mm-hmm. holding his New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. There's so many questions here. The question is, can you be better than Ryan Tannehill? Can you beat the Titans and Ryan Tannehill? The, the bar is not terribly high. Unless Jacksonville and Houston do something crazy, Matt Ryan, you should be able to do that. They don't even have to be. Like, the Raiders and Steelers made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They didn't. And those teams were Just, not very good. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they limped into the playoffs, so the Raiders won a lot, but they lost some bad games. And yeah. to lose those two games. Mm-hmm. Talk about a chip on mm. shoulder. But is it all on Wentz, or was there oh. 51 other guys on that field? Too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys. We've discussed a lot today. Yeah. It's been a very busy Monday. What is your biggest takeaway from these league <sighs> I can't believe Will Smith slapped the crap out of Chris <laughs> right, across right across the right across face. I'm still stuck. I honestly am a little disappointed in Ian Rappaport, Tom uh-huh. Pelsero, Steve Weish. I, I appreciate all the things going on, but how do you not ask every NFL coach their yeah. reaction? Yeah. yeah, whose side do you want? No, in all honesty, I thought the most interesting thing about this whole deal was listening to Andy Reid talk about Tyreek Hill. Mm and explain that we just couldn't afford Tyreek. We offered him a contract, we couldn't. And Andy seems to be ready to turn the page. If Andy's ready to turn the page, I think Chiefs fans should be able to turn the page. Andy always has a plan. And I think Tyreek Hill, Mm. being so fresh, removed from that team, interesting to hear him talk so openly about it. I agree. It was definitely reassuring because they have a plan in place. Um, But for me, actually, it was not the Chiefs talk that excited me most today. Today, for me, it was finding out that the Detroit Lions and my old Dan Campbell would be on hard knocks. Give me five days of him every day. It was uh, a G.I. Jane joke. Of all, so, of all things that set him off. I can't Peter, uh, give it. us a... When do we get the journalists stuffing their faces and when do we get the coach's photo? The coach's the, photo, Sam Farmer usually tweets it oh. out by this afternoon. I'm this oh. afternoon? We gotta break it down. Yeah. We gotta together. break it down tomorrow. Oh, Mega zoom in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Okay. Dante, great show. Mm, great First time. Great show, Rachel. Exactly. Thank you, boys. Let's go tear it up now. Oh, can't. It's 20 degrees outside. We're in cold New York City. Another time. Uh, thanks for joining us on Good Morning Football. <laughs> there they are. There we are. Deep breaths, everybody. Deep breaths. We'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early. We'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, you did not have the best advice necessarily. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.